Hey, Hub. How you doing, Doug? I'm doing well. I wanted to start with this. Uh, the Packers uh, have been watching them throughout the preseason here. I think there are some questions regarding the depth of their outside linebackers. You know, story breaking today that the Packers will entertain Ahmad Brooks and welcome him in shortly after him being released by the 49ers. 33 years old. There's some baggage here. There's also some production on the field hub. I, what could this do for the Packers should it work out? Well, I think it could be really interesting. You know, everybody would love to have Clay Matthews on one side and Nick Perry on the other side. But with their medical history, you've got to worry quite a bit. And with Julius Peppers gone, they just haven't really done anything to build the depth there. And so I look at a guy like Ahmad Brooks that can step right in and play. Uh, he's not the kind of pass rusher that, that, that Matthews and, and, and Perry are, but he's a guy who can create pressure. And he's a guy who plays the run really well from that outside backer spot. I think he'd be a really nice fit. He is a pretty good guy in the locker room. It's interesting because he does have, as you say, some history with some things that have gone on uh, off the field, but he's always been very popular with his teammates. And even though he's 33 years old, I think you're talking about a team in Green Bay that thinks that they can make a run at the Super Bowl this year. And these are the kind of additions you make. I, I like this look. It's not a signing yet to the Marty Bennett and Lance Kendricks moves. And, I think it would make a lot of sense to me to pass their physical. Well, looking around the, the rest of the division, uh, you've obviously had a good pulse on the Bears, what's going on down there. Um, a bit of a quarterback controversy developing in Chicago, or should there be? No, it really has been much ado about nothing, Greg. Uh, you know, the bottom line, the good news for Bears fans is that Mitch Trubisky has been much better than anybody expected him to be. There was just nothing known about this young man. Only started 13 games at North Carolina sat on the bench for two full seasons behind Marquise Williams, who was a nice college quarterback. They won a lot of games with North Carolina. He's a guy that hasn't been able to stick on an NFL practice squad. Trubisky couldn't beat him out until his junior year, and so you had to wonder. But once you get a good look at him, he's really athletic. He's got great arm talent. He's got a chance to be a pretty good quarterback in the NFL. But that said, he had this one very impressive performance in the first exhibition game against third and fourth stringers where he really was not running the Bears' offense. Came out and threw the ball 26 out of 39 times, put up some numbers, and everybody went nuts because Mike Lennon was playing poorly. The bottom line is that Trubisky looks better than people expected him to. He definitely is not ready. Mike Glennon is not as bad as he appeared to be early in camp. He had a pretty good performance on national TV yesterday. So there's never really been a controversy. It's going to be Glennon to start the season. It would be very surprising if uh, Trubisky didn't get the job somewhere around Week 10 to Week 14. How threatening are the Vikings and Lions this year in terms of you know teams that could win this division along with the Packers? You know, Greg, to me, there are two teams kind of going in opposite directions. I don't really understand... What happened to the Vikings after that 5-0 and start last year? We know about all the problems they had on the offensive line. Obviously, AP went down week one, but that wasn't really the issue. Sam Bradford didn't play badly. Their, their efforts to upgrade the offensive line are interesting. Riley Reef and Mike Remmers don't excite me all that much, but they're solid journeymen, so they're probably a little bit better there. They had a first-round pick in Laquan Treadwell last year at their greatest area of need at wide receiver. who couldn't get out of the field. And so if he's had a good offseason and he starts to look like a number one, that can be a big addition for them. And I love Delvin Cook. The Lions, on the other hand, I just don't see it. I, I don't see, you know, the offensive line, 
liked what they did stealing T.J. Lang. I still understand why the Packers let him get away. Plus, they also plugged in uh, Ricky Wagner. But then they lose Taylor Decker, who's their left tackle. They're arguably in worse shape than they were before on the offensive line. They didn't add any athletes or difference makers at running back or wide receiver, which they really needed. And on defense, I thought they'd work on the secondary. Instead, they draft the linebackers. So I, I just I, I don't know. I don't see the Lions. That they could be going south rather than north. But I do think the Packers have to keep an eye on the Vikings. And I think the Bears are going to be better than people realize. They're not going to contend in the division, but they will be a threat to win a game from any of those other three teams this year. Pro Football Weekly's Hub Arkish joining us on Sports Central, presented by Miller Lite. Uh, I want to talk running backs here with you, Hub. Uh, first thing is first, I know it's a big week here for Dallas Cowboys fans, anybody who plays fantasy football, wondering what's going to happen with Ezekiel Elliott's appeal hearing. What is the latest? What are you hearing about this? I know it's going to be figured out potentially sometime this week. Well, you know, it's interesting. They, they took 13 months investigating it, and then they surprised him with the severity of the suspension. So it's not like it's going to go away. It's not like you're going to say, oh, I guess we were wrong. It's not like suddenly Elliot and his people have some new information. Maybe he gets a game knocked down, maybe two. Maybe they move it to five or four. I think it's more likely that it's going to stick at six. And what people are not realizing here is that, A, the burden of proof is not nearly as great from the NFL's perspective, to discipline a guy for poor behavior, even if he didn't do something that rose to the level of criminal charges. But even more than that, there are other things going on with Ezekiel Elliott that are not promising. He has not carried himself in the way that Roger Goodell and the league office wants these guys to carry themselves. Uh, You know, really, he became a pretty uncredible witness with the uh, St. Patrick's Day incident, where he apparently went to a strange uh, female and Pulled her blouse down to expose her breast, and, and that's a fact. They're not disputing that. Now, sure, one has nothing to do with the other, and uh, maybe that's not domestic violence, but it's really poor behavior, and I think that's why they dropped the hammer on him, and my guess is it's going to stay that way. I think Ezekiel Elliott is best case going to get it knocked down to five, but most likely is going to miss the first six games. Yeah, the running back situation in Green Bay is an interesting one as well, Hub. You know it well. Wide receiver, converted wide receiver, Ty Montgomery and five rookies. Is it possible the Packers will miss Eddie Lacy this this season. Yeah, I'm not sure that Lacey gave him much choice, because even when he was allegedly getting into shape, he never really looked much different. Um, I like Eddie Lacey. I think he's got a chance to be really good in Seattle, but he just didn't seem able to make the commitment that Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy needed, and I will say they may be overplaying their hand a little bit, but we've all heard about Jamal Williams. You know, they love this kid, and a lot of people love this kid. And I like Ty Montgomery. You know, I think Montgomery can be fine as part of a two-back tandem. I think if you want to give him the ball 250, 300 times, you've got to forget it. Uh, but if this Williams kid is the real deal and he can share time with Ty Montgomery, they may be fine there. Maybe they should have brought in another veteran, maybe another look at James Starks isn't a good enough answer. Uh, but, no, I think that, the, that Eddie Lacy's time in Green Bay ran its course and that this direction probably makes more sense for him. see it today. Who are the top five teams in the NFC? Well, I, I think you got to start with Atlanta because, to me, if anything, they're better, not worse. You know, you wonder how they'll react to that fatal 20 minutes that ended last season. But remember, they were starting eight first- and second-year players on defense, and they're great athletes. They play with great speed and athleticism. They're only going to get better. You do wonder on offense, will they miss Kyle Shanahan? Because talent-wise, they're probably improved there, too. You come back to the defense, you had Don Terry Poe up front. 
Uh, if anything, Atlanta may be a little better than last year. So I think they're the favorites going in. I think the Packers are right there. They're going to win the North. And if, in fact, the Packers are stronger up the middle on defense, that's my biggest concern. You know, let's assume that, that, that Clay Matthews and Nick Perry can stay healthy. Is Ricky Jean Francois really suddenly the magic answer at nose tackle? Are those young inside linebackers going to rise to the occasion? That's the big issue. And I look at offensive guard. But assuming Jari Evans has anything left, you got to like the Packers. I like the Giants more than the Cowboys. I don't get the people who are picking the Cowboys. I'm sorry. I, I know they've got the best offensive line in football. I think Des Bryant's going to have a big comeback here. And I think Dak Prescott can be for real. But that defense is awful. And, 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 and they're losing people left and right. You know, now they have a serious injury to Anthony Hitchens. So I like the Giants more than the, uh, than the Cowboys out there. And the Seahawks are the favorite out in the West. Is there a wild card? that can make a run. I know the Bucks are a popular pick. I think the Panthers may bounce back. But at the end of the day, it looks to me like it probably comes down to the three, uh, Atlanta, Green Bay, and the Giants. Hub Arkish is the executive editor of Pro Football Weekly and a frequent contributor to Sports Central. Hub, I always appreciate your time. Have a great night, and we'll uh, see you when the season begins. Greg, always a pleasure. You take care.